0: Hi, I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for Creation Anew. I pastor two churches in Indiana. Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I also pastor Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And this podcast is designed to challenge both believers in Jesus Christ and those who don't believe. I want to challenge believers to grow in their faith. And I want to challenge non-believers to take a serious look at the Bible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with me today. Uh, What are we going to talk about? Well, I wanted to take some time to talk about the church and if you uh, want uh, to get the beginning <laughs> of this little discussion, you're going to want to talk. Or you're going to want to go back to the uh, the previous episode, just before this episode, and uh, talking about why the church is important. Uh, so we're going to springboard off of this, and we're going to continue. And the question uh, that I have, and this comes from. Our discussion last time, uh, the question that I have before and what I want to talk about today is why. Why is it so important to go to church? Many times we will think, "Oh, I need to go to church," or over the years we've heard, uh, uh, "You need to go to church." Uh, why? Why is it important? And I think that that is a question that many people are asking today. Uh, I think a lot of people are struggling because. Uh, I don't know if I've seen as many people that claim to be believers forsake the church as I have in in this present day now you know I I am not uh I am I'm not a spokesperson for all of human history but in my experience I have not seen the church so um so abandoned as it is today so why is it important that we go to church well number 1 kind of goes back to yesterday the church belongs to jesus in fact if you think about it it is the only institution on earth that god god endorses he doesn't endorse any one specific government he doesn't endorse one specific um, school he doesn't endorse a specific country but he does endorse the church so that should make our ears perk up if we say that we are believers if the church is something that God created and he said, we talked about this last week or last, uh, last time we were together and that was the church is important to Christ. He built it and it is going to survive death. Wouldn't you be interested in being a part of that institution? Now I know some people will bristle up whenever I say institution. I don't mean institution as far as some kind of corporate juggernaut uh, or some kind of huge entity that um, you know that kind of runs as some machine the church is a family It, it is not a corporate structure as far as a business and i know that it has been run and is being run by many church leaders as a business and I'm just telling you that's not the way it was set up and that's not God's design for the church but people who say they are believers in Jesus should be attending church you cannot have a strong vital walk with Christ without being involved with other people. And at its core, the church is a gathering, an assembly of people who have come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah and that he was able to save them of their sins and they have put their trust in him to remove their sins. That's... that's kind of in the nutshell that's the church so why why is it so important now what you're not going to hear from me is that you need to go to church so many times a week Okay, you're not going to hear from me that you can never miss church I, I don't see that in scripture things happen Um i am a pastor And uh, I will take vacations. And I I may not go to church during my vacations. Now, sometimes I might. But I may not be at my home church on vacation. Sometimes I have been, okay? But I'm not going to say that you can never miss church. People get sick. Emergencies happen. Weather you know and and I'll be honest with you during the outbreak of the covid virus in 2020 I was one of the ones that said hey perhaps we should give a 2 week period where we just shut down as a church and not try to overwhelm the health system okay so I'm not saying that you have to go to every single service that's offered I'm also not gonna tell you that you have to be in church in order to be saved you won't hear that from me but I will say this I'm gonna start questioning your faith and you should start questioning your faith if you say that you're a believer And the church is created by God, it's important to Him, and you belittle the church. In Scripture, the Bible is described as the Bride of Christ, and it's also described as the Body of Christ. So, let me ask a question. If you had a best friend, and you just simply could not stand his Bride, how close are you really going to get to your friend? Not very. And if you said about a close friend, I really I really like my friend, but I can't stand his physical or her physical body. If you despised being around your friend physically, how close of a relationship are you going to have? You see, the church, we need to come to this conclusion. The church is important to Jesus, so therefore it should be important to us as believers. And if you say you're a believer and church is not important to you, I'm telling you, something is wrong. Something, and it's not, there may be something wrong with the church, but there's something wrong with you. So we need to make sure that we have a right perspective. So why is it important that we go to church? Well, I want to direct you over to some scripture. And this is found in Hebrews chapter 10. You may have heard this uh, on other occasions. But Hebrews chapter 10, I want to read verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, in those three verses, and I believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, Paul is pointing to the last days and and actually not last days, but to a last day, the day when Christ will return. And what he says to these believers is he's talking about them hanging in there and just keep you know, keep going. Verse 24 tells us a little bit, or tells us why we should go to church. Let me actually go to verse 25 first. Here's here's the major argument. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. The reason why we should go to church as believers is because in Hebrews 10.25, God tells us to. He wants us to be part of a body of believers. He wants us to be involved in a body of believers. He says here, not forsaking your own assembling together. As is the habit of some. So it sounds like there was a problem even back in the first century of people claiming Christ but hating his church. Now, that right there is good enough reason to attend church. Now, it doesn't say that you have to be there three times a week. It doesn't say that you have to be there every single time. It doesn't give a number of Sundays that you need to be in attendance. You won't find those things. But you need to be regularly attending. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to hit a sore spot again. The COVID virus has done a great damage to churches. And what I'm hearing is that there are more people that don't attend church than there are people who do attend church in the United States. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just it's just something I heard. But I'm going to dare say that you cannot... Well, it's dysfunctional for you to say that you love God and hate his people. In fact, First John tells us that we can't we can't love God and hate our brother. That That doesn't fly. Something is wrong with us. And for the people that say I'm not gonna go to church, I don't like church, I don't like the people of the church, you you cannot have a love for God and a hate for people. You just you can't. Now, I know that you can get frustrated. I know that you can be disgusted with people and be angry and, and be rightfully so. But somehow there needs to be a resolution. And you need to be involved in an assembly. Now, one of the damaging things about COVID is that it gave us... An excuse to stop attending church, and it didn't help that there were government officials that threatened and um, you know intimidated church-going people. I'm thinking of the church in Kentucky back in 2020, where people who attended church, um, the the there were police officers that were taking down license plates of anybody who had a car in a church parking lot that's unconstitutional intimidation I'm talking about pastors in different parts of the country that were being threatened if they opened their church or if they had uh, church uh, church uh, meetings of more than you know X number of people that is intimidation and people do not need to be discouraged from going to church and I, I will say I'm not God. I'm not the judge, but I'm going to guess that if you prevent people from going to church and you're intimidating them from going to church, i got news for you. You have two options. You either repent or you're absolutely going to pay for that. Now, that's sobering, but that's how serious this is. And the reason why it's serious that we go to church and we are just... Fooling ourselves, if we think we can have a dynamic Christian walk and not attend church, that's you're just fooling yourself. And in in the thirty years that I've been uh, uh, that I've been in ministry, I have never, ever, ever actually thirty four years now. Holy cannoli. I have never, ever seen someone who doesn't go to church have a a growing, um, vigorous Christian life. I just haven't seen it. I've seen them diminish, I've seen their morals go down, I've seen their faith go down, but I haven't seen anybody that just continuously fails to go to church ever grow as a Christian. Now here's why it's important for us to go. Number one, God tells us to. That should be the end of the argument right there. He does not want us to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But here's here's another reason. Verse 24 tells us, And let us consider... How to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. You see, whenever you attend church, and and I'm talking about going to a church that is teaching the Bible in an accurate manner, a church that has a doctrine that is biblical one of the things you are going to be encouraged to do is to serve other people by stimulating them to love and to do the right thing. And you will also be stimulated or encouraged to love and to do the right thing. And if you get the Christian life really down to the nub, it really comes to this, love God, love your neighbor. And if you're loving your neighbor and if you're loving God, you will do the right thing. That's a very simplistic way of putting it. But that's what we do in churches. Now, some people are very hostile to the church. They think it's just a bunch of malarkey. Let me kind of present some general ideas that a biblical church will promote. It will stimulate people to love their neighbor. To help their neighbor, to be kind to their neighbor, to to try to be understanding. Now, what is so bad about that? For those of you that may be hostile to the church, what is so bad about those concepts? And and you know what? I know what you're thinking. <laughs> at least I think I do. You're saying, well, what about those people that you know yell at ladies as they're going into the abortion clinics, and what about those? Uh, Those uh, people that have gone to funerals and berated um, families or or maybe veterans at funerals. uh, I don't think that those are activities that the church should be doing. You are not going to encourage someone to seek Christ by becoming an annoyance to them you're not going to encourage people to seek Christ by hostile measures or by adversarial tactics. And the reason why I can say that is in the first century, um, the Roman government were sending, they would send men, women, and children into the Colosseum to be devoured by wild animals, to be killed, it was like a sport, a show. And never once in the New Testament do you ever see any of the go- the gospel writers or the, 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 uh, the, the biblical writers say, we need to go protest the Colosseum. Did they hate it? I'm sure they did. But they were trying to go after um, hearts. They weren't trying to go after laws and policies. So if you get right down to it, the church is encouraging things like, love your neighbor, be kind, don't murder, don't steal, be honest. What in the world could you possibly have against something like that? And you may say, well, you know, the church the church promotes uh, wild stories about Noah and his ark, and about... Um, the world being created in six days. Okay, wh- what is that hurting you? What, how, how can that possibly be hurting you? I find it interesting whenever atheists uh, will spend most of their time trying to prove that a God that in which they say doesn't exist, doesn't exist. Why are you spending so much energy on something like that? And why do you hate the people that are willing to believe that he exists? What is it that is hurting you? You see, the teaching of a biblical church should, should be attractive to many people because it promotes doing what is right. That doesn't mean the church always does it but it does mean that that is what we should be doing. And I think some people have a hard time with the church because biblical churches will, and they should in a loving way, tell people where they are going wrong. But the Bible never tells us to whack somebody over the head with a Bible or call them names or anything like that. I remember at the university that I attended, There used to be a gentleman that would come and he would evangelize right on the street. And without knowing anybody, he would point to to young ladies and call them whores. Or he would point to young men and, you know, say that they were promiscuous. He didn't know them. And really, it didn't do anything for the cause of Christ. All it did was just whipped up people into a froth and... More than likely, did more damage for the gospel than good. So, a biblical church is a place that you should have people that you can trust that are honest, that will tell you the truth, that will help you, that will be kind, that will understand. It should be a place where we are encouraged to do good things and where we are encouraged to to stay away from the bad things. A church should be a place of grace because it's filled with people who who do still sin and they understand their sinful hearts. And so they could be compassionate whenever someone else falls. And it's within that kind of environment that we lovingly and gently stimulate, encourage Point people to be better, to love, love God and their neighbor, and to do what's right. Paul goes on in verse 25 and he says, you know, that we shouldn't forsake um, the assembling of ourselves together. He says, but encouraging one another. Again, A church is a place where you, yeah, you may get your feelings hurt because you're told that you're doing something wrong. But it should be done in an environment where you say, hey, you know what, I've done bad things too. Come on, let's be better together. We encourage one another to do the right thing, to go the right way, and we forgive each other when we do wrong. And Paul says, we should be doing that all the more as you see the day drawing near the day of our redemption let me ask a question what is it that prevents you from going to church is it and again i'm i'm assuming here that we're talking about a church that teaches biblical truths are you scared of those biblical truths do they make you mad or is it that you just don't want to be around people who are trying to walk closer to God? Now I'm going to say this again. If you have forsaken the church, you may intend to walk closely with God, but you're not going to. Because you can't walk closely with God when and, and, and avoid going to a biblical church whenever he says do not forsake the assembly of yourselves you you, you can't walk in disobedience to God and think you're walking closely to him so I'm going to encourage you and one of the things that I found last year because whenever we shut down um for two weeks, it became three weeks and four weeks. And I'll tell you what happened to me, and I'm a pastor of a church. I started getting used to wearing stretchy pants. I started getting used to wearing, you know, my pajamas and, and uh, you know, sweatpants and things like that. I got used to not really having a schedule. I got used to that, and, and you know... I'll let you in on something. (laughs) I used to do videos. Um, I used to do videos online for church services, and I'd wear a nice shirt, but I'd have sweatpants on underneath, and nobody could see. I saw where it was changing me, and I'm just going to say this. As a pastor, if I'm getting paid to lead a church if i want to be lazy i'm gonna have every incentive to not open up a church hey you don't have to go visit people you don't have to interact with people you don't really have to work hard to open up a church building you don't have to do anything all you gotta do is maybe flip a switch every so often wear a nice shirt make sure your hair is brushed and and say some things. Um, It's a great way to collect a paycheck. Now, I'm not saying that churches that haven't opened, that that's the motivation for the leadership, but I'm saying that's real easy to do. How would you like to be paid for really not showing up at your work? Yeah, it sounds, sounds good, but it starts eating away at your character after a while. Churches should be opening up. And we should be going back to church. Now maybe you're not attending church or you haven't attended church for another reason besides COVID. Start going to church. If you say you love God, you cannot love God and hate His people. You just can't. It doesn't fit. Alrighty guys, that's what I have for you today. You're more than welcome to write to me. My email address is randy at com, and uh, I, I encourage you to tell others about this podcast. I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. We're on several platforms now, so uh, uh, you can find us in various places, but just look up Creation Anew Podcast and you can find us. I thank you so much for listening. Please pray for this ministry and um, I uh, I enjoy... Uh, spending some time with you guys thank you for spending time with me and since we're talking about church I do want to encourage you. if you do not have a home church or maybe you're in a church that does not teach biblical truth I would invite you to try out one of the two churches uh, that I pastor the first one is Mount Pleasant Christian Church located at 5830 West Hurt Hurt Road Monrovia, Indiana 46157 now, The service times start at 10 o'clock now, You don't have to dress up or have any pretense with us Just come as you are we're, um, we're in the country But yet we can look over the hill and see Interstate 70 We're not too far from civilization And we're not too far for you to get to us If you live in Cloverdale, Monrovia uh, If you live in um, um, Greencastle, Avon, Plainfield Indianapolis, uh, Mooresville, Martinsville, we're not very far away. Our service times, like I said, are at 10 o'clock and you'll be loved and you'll be taught God's Word. Now the second church that I pastor is Community Church of Mooresville, located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana 46158. And we are in the heart of Old Mooresville, Indiana. and our service times start at 1115 in the morning you will be loved just come as you are you'll be loved and you'll be taught God's Word and again if you live in Greenwood, Monrovia, Mooresville, Martinsville, Indianapolis, um, Plainfield, Avon, Greencastle, Cloverdale, you're within reach of Community Church of Mooresville. Our service times, like I said, start at 1115 at Community Church of Mooresville. You're welcome to come. Guys, it's time to get back going to church again. Not to be saved, not to try to please God uh, in order to be saved, but because He has saved us and He requires that we gather together. Until next time, guys, bye-bye.